Hello everyone and welcome back guys to a brand new video where today we're here back once more with the Knowing Wheel Formula 1 podcast. Of course, as always, joined by Mr183. How, how are you getting on, Jamie? I'm good, yeah. Just uh, got back from London from the weekend. Pretty decent stuff. Was it FA Cup you were watching? Yeah, well, National League and the FA Cup. Oh. Uh, in, independent, one after another. Oh, so, fair yeah, enough. All good. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, so did the teams you want win? Uh, one won and one drew, so it's all right. Okay, I don't... Uh, was it Barnet and who else were you watching then? Tottenham. Tot Wait, you're a Tottenham yeah. fan? Well, my, my mum's a Tottenham fan. Ah, so right, okay. Okay, I was going to say, I didn't know you were a Tottenham Wait, do you actually support anyone from the Premier League? No. No, okay. I... <laughs> there we go. Well, this is a bit off topic already. You found out way more about my life than I thought I was going to share. Reveal at the start of this. <laughs> But here we are to rank. <laughs> this is going to be a long one. This is one of the ideas we've had about six months. So we're doing it, and it's ranking every driver who's raced in F1 from 2010 until present day. Yeah. The, so it's going to take a while. This, we've got a tier list. This is going to be the long haul one. But before we <laughs> dive into it, though, Jamie, we have got a special announcement. You oh, guys yeah. have been asking for it for a very, very long time now. And we're moving up in the world. The Knowing Wheel Formula One podcast is officially now on Spotify and should, if Apple stop messing me around, be available on Apple Apple Podcasts very, very soon as well. So, you know, if you want to go give it a follow on there, I would highly, highly recommend doing so. You know, if you want to listen to this, you know, if you're in the car or at work and can listen to podcasts at work, in the shower, yeah. If you've ever wanted to hear Jamie and my sweet voice in the shower <laughs> for whatever reason, now, now you can. I mean, you could on YouTube anyway, just if you had youtube premium but still That's um true. but yeah so we're now on spotify like i said i'll leave a link down in the description below to be honest we probably haven't picked the best video to do no, as a first one visual. on spotify because <laughs> it's quite visual um but yeah maybe maybe you know if you're on spotify go check out my channel matt 2 and 2 cheeky plug right there getting them in nice and early as well as always like i've been mentioning in a lot of videos recently if you are interested in buying some formula one merch i've teeped up uh, with Formula One as well. There'll be links down in the description below where you can buy F1 official merch uh, as well with a small discount going on. They've still got their winter sale currently running. You know, if you want Max Verstappen world champion material, there's some of that. Lewis Hamilton I'm special sure edition Abu Dhabi stuff as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm almost happy they haven't sent me out anything to wear of like a Max Verstappen <laughs> 2021 celebration thing. Uh, but yeah, there's a huge winter sale going on. 40% off available on lots of lines as well. So yeah, get him before it runs out but yeah jamie then today 72 drivers to get through this is probably <laughs> going to be the longest podcast we've ever done i think our record is about an hour and 10 minutes i want to say yeah so we were saying one minute a driver seems reasonable some of that would be yeah about that length <laughs> some of them are going to smash through others are going to be a bit more difficult aren't they um, and I would sort of like, because again, I understand that quite a few of you guys are fairly new Formula 1 fans as well. There's going to be a lot of knowledge in this video, whether it's from Jamie oh, yeah. or me. There are a lot, a lot of stories <laughs> and weird facts going on during this one. So, you know, if you're a big, big Formula 1 fan, then there's going to be a lot to get through today. Now, are we going to do this alphabetically? Or are we going to do this a bit randomly? Or what, what are we thinking, Jamie? I think do it just as they come. They're set in alphabetical order by first names at the minute. So, yeah, I reckon just do it as they come. This 
is going to be an absolute <laughs> journey. Right? Well, I mean, you guys will be able to tell if you have a look down below how long this is going to be. We could be saying this in its 20 <laughs> minutes when Jamie and I just rattle through them all. Like, we're, we're about four minutes in and we've not even started. Exactly. So I exactly. <laughs> or it's going to be six days <laughs> worth of yeah. content. But yeah. The next podcast will be cancelled or delayed because we're still doing this one. So, quickly as well, actually, before we start, Jamie, we have to specify as well because there are going to be a few glaring examples later on oh, in this video. Yeah. <laughs> this is solely based. Are we doing it solely based between 2010 and current? Yeah. Yeah. So, we're taking into account drivers' performances from 2010 until now, which only in I, Formula I know there's one. one. There's one incredibly obvious one that is going to look awful yes. out of context. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to them about halfway through, there or thereabouts, won't we? <laughs> but yeah, so it is solely based on their Formula 1 career as well. I mean, we're going through the manor and the HRT and like the um, Caterham. Caterham archives, there's a lot of decent Formula E drivers in there. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're solely basing it on their F1 careers. So, without further ado then, Jamie... <laughs> Adrian Sutil. Adrian Sutil. He's he's probably he's very very hard to judge. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> like already, I I think he was about an F one, like oh nine to twenty fourteen because he had that year in Sauber where it was all right. Wasn't he in Spiker in oh seven? Oh yeah, oh seven. Wow, yeah, back in the day, he was always a decent driver, but he was sort of like the the prelude to Hulkenberg, wasn't he? He was Where Hulkenberg he was before like Hulkenberg made it cool. Yeah. So he never got a podium. He got a couple of fourth places, I think. Yeah, he was decent. I, I I think I think mid is a fairly good place to start. We've got we've got seven tiers for anyone listening. Uh yeah. So I, I think Sutil fifth place or fifth tier out of seven, I think it's probably fair enough. Yeah, mid. yeah, and you you've just stumbled on a good point there. We we've got seven tiers. We've got goat, top, great, good mid mud and in the bin so we're gonna i think i was looking towards mid as well for adrian so he'll never learn how to run during his time in formula one no. you know these are meant to be some of the best athletes in the world and he always looked like he was running in a pair of stilettos uh, which immediately knocks yeah. him down a couple of ranks in my books um very very unlucky on a couple of occasions though it must be said monaco, monaco 2008 yep Always sticks Although with us. We're not, we're not considering that, apparently. No, we're not considering <laughs> that, but still still a worthwhile little piece of knowledge there as well. Uh, when Kimi Raikkonen fishtailed into the back of him when he was on for Force India's very first Formula 1 points. But yeah, Sutil, he, he's going in mid, first of all then. Much more recent driver that hopefully a lot more of you will have heard of then. Young Alexander Albon. Yeah, I th it's a weird one, Albon, isn't he? Because he was... He was de he was good in Toro Rosso. He's seen it quite a few times with all of Red Bull's second drivers. Really, they're they're adequately good in Toro Rosso. Suddenly get thrust into a big time seat at Red Bull, and just sink or swim. And in Albon's case, he sank. So, yeah, I, I look forward to see what he can do back in Williams in outside the Red Bull family. Um, I th I I think just basing it off this, we can't we can't put him level with Sutil because he actually had a bit of success in F one. So I would go good. Yeah, but I don't know if that's too generous. I was thinking the same thing as well. I think Albon is one of those drivers as well, where really by the end of next year we could either be putting him in top or bin or anywhere in yeah. between, couldn't we? Because uh, Latifi will be a very good barometer against to see how good Albon actually is. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like we said, he didn't sink as badly as Gasly, 
at Red Bull. I know you hate to admit that, but yeah, it is he a, true. He had a better car than Gasly did. He had exactly the same the car as Gasly did, remember? Oh, yeah. In his first true. season. Um, so Albon was sort of one of those drivers as well, bless him, who never believed he was going to make it to Formula 1 as well. The sort of the way he ended up in yeah. Formula 1 is one of the most convoluted ways around in recent years, but he'd literally signed a contract to race an FE. Yeah. And then he'd already done a race in FE with Nissan, hadn't yeah. he? Dams. All the way back in the day there as well at the back end of 2018, but yeah, I think putting Albon in good is fair enough at the moment. The potential to move higher, but also the potential to move lower. Yeah. Number 3 then, Jamie, a bit more of an unknown. It's young Alexander Rossi, Formula One's last American, and I think the only American in this tier list. I'd imagine so, yeah. He only did about four races, I want to say, in the back end of 2015 for Manor, who were genuine, awful backmarkers, about three seconds off the pace of the next car. So, impossible to judge. But he always did all right. I think he outperformed his teammate quite a bit. No. And, uh, I know. He did. I think he beat Will Stevens. Was he teammates with Will Stevens? Oh, yeah, because Furlong was 2016, wasn't he? Roberto Mary. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, because Roberto Mary obviously got dropped towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I would go... Did he outperform Will Stevens? Well, let's find out. Let's Let's do some quick research. Let's quickly... Right, you talk more about Alexander Rossi. I'm gonna... I I remember him doing... I think he did Singapore with his debut. Yeah, because he he definitely did Kota. Yeah, he did well at Kota. I mean, it was... All three of those drivers, really, they did one season or part of a season in one of the slowest cars of the decade compared comparatively to the rest of the field. So, I mean, I'm I'm quite happy to put him in mid. He wasn't he wasn't outrageously bad, I don't think. Yeah, I think so. Just looking at Alexander Ross's results: beat Stevens at Singapore, beat Stevens at Japan, um, didn't race in Russia. He got 12th in America when Stevens didn't finish. Uh, he was last still. Uh, 15th and 16th, so he beat Stevens again in Mexico, lost to him in Brazil, and then didn't race in Abu Dhabi either. So, yeah, four out of five. Are we seriously going to put Alexander Rossi in mid? Uh, we'll put mud if you want. I don't mind. I suppose we've got, we've got the whole tier. Let's stick him in mud. Stick him in mud, yeah. <laughs> that feels very harsh, because I don't mind Alex Rossi. But... These things have to happen. Exactly, exactly. I just don't feel it's fair to put him in the same category as Adrian Sutil. And I don't really know why, to be honest. <laughs> Next up, then, probably <laughs> the most difficult driver to put in this entire thing. Not sure he's the only driver to have done... Well, he didn't even really get a whole race, did he? He got about no. one corner, wasn't it? That's yeah. ridiculous. He did one or race one lap. for Caterham at Belgium 2014. 14, yep. And retired within about five laps. So, uh, for mechanical problems, it wasn't yes. a crash. So, I mean, he wasn't. I mean, what's the bin for if it not for someone who does one race and doesn't finish? Well, it, it does beg the question, doesn't it? Let me just. <laughs> I want to get up the 2014 result quickly. Just, I want to see how where where he was in qualifying because that will completely dictate where we put him. He didn't beat Guido van der Gaard because he went through to Q2 that weekend. I remember. Oh yeah, because he got like fastest in FP1. <laughs> he got yeah, yeah. Q P1 in F, in Q1. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh god, where have I, where have I gone? I've gone to just the Belgian Grand Prix rather than the 2014 Belgian oh, Grand no. Prix. Uh, you know how this was going to be a minute per driver. Yeah, it's that. it's not. <laughs> oh. Right, I've got it. He qualified. How have you just found it so quick? Are you on F1's he qualified website? Twenty first. Qualified twenty first. Was... Yeah. Uh, he actually beat his teammate. Well, that was, that was the wrong year that we were talking about Guido Van der Gaard. Was it? 
Yeah, so he beat Marcus Ericsson. It was last. Yeah, he did, didn't he? I felt like I, I, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't think that was wow. right. I thought he did out qualify his teammate. Um, well, yeah, and this is this is where a few of them get a little bit tricky because Andre Lotter <laughs> was an absolute beast in the Porsche and Audi LMP1 teams as well. I, did he end up at? Oh, he definitely was at Porsche. I want to say. I can't Might remember whether he went to Audi or whether it was Toyota. Um, oh no, he has raced for Audi. Both. Um, and then yeah, went to Rebellion as well. But I, it's difficult. I don't want to put him in. He's mud. got a hundred percent record. Exactly. Against he, his he can't really go anywhere else though, can he? <laughs> no. Apart with one from one race mud. which he didn't finish. <laughs> yeah, one race that he did like two laps in. Next up, then Jamie, Antonio Giovinazzi. I, I mean, I think he's outstayed his time in F1. Really, he's obviously an inoffensive driver to the grid, but he's just not very good. No, no, exactly. I would exactly. stick mud i think Sutil's better than giovanazzi yes yeah this was the thing well like we mentioned at the end of the year all these people suddenly so sad that geo's not yeah. getting a seat next year like what's he done to earn it never very good against let's be fair kimmy roikman and all but give it up um yeah. yeah still still couldn't do much against him showed flashes but i mean so did andre lotter and we've put him in the bin Sim- yeah. simple as that Brendan Hartley then next, Jamie. A very well, not no, not a polarizing character because that's definitely not the right term. But no, a very the un, one of the unluckiest drivers of modern Formula One. He I'd was argue. very unlucky. He was incredibly unlucky to what one full season in 2018 with Toro with Rosso. four races at the back end of the year before or three races, yeah. wasn't it? That was such God, a weird time. That was a very strange time to be a Toro Rosso. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> he was unlucky because he got so many technical retirements. But also, he was never in good positions when retiring. No, no. So it, no, he missed out a Gasly, couple of times when he could have Gasly built up momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Gasly and Alpha Tauri is just odd. Yeah, he just like becomes I prime. I think Brendan, in his F one career, can't go any higher than mud because he wasn't he wasn't anything special. Yeah, I I hate to agree with you there because I did really like him, and again, another he very really good nice LMP one yeah. driver, but. Yeah, unlucky, wrong place at the wrong time a lot of the time, but sometimes, you know, if you end up in the wrong place, you end up in the mud. Yeah. All the bin. All even. the bin. Right. Next up then, Jamie. <laughs> the one we couldn't recognise at first. One of the Bruno most hyped-up F1 drivers of recent <laughs> times. His uncle, the legendary Ayrton Senna, said, if you think I'm good, you should see my nephew. <laughs> Watch out, my nephew. He also could have been a world champion. Yep. Uh, had Braun given him the drive, had which was very close. Braun picked him up over Rubens Barrichello, which would have been absolute insanity for your rookie year. Yeah. He would have definitely won races and finished um, second or third. Would he have definitely won races? I think Bruno, he's a decent driver. Rubens Barrichello what, won two races that year, was it? Two races. Actually, yeah, maybe not then. And they weren't really by a huge... Well, in, uh, Monza wasn't by a huge amount, was it, over JB? And Valencia was because Hamilton messed up his stop. Yeah, I'm not convinced he would have definitely won a race. But even so, could have been a very good start to his career. But he ended up getting passed around a lot between, like, uh, what, HRT? He had a uh, very odd time in Formula 1, didn't he? He was at Lotus for a bit. Yeah, and Lotus Williams. Renault. And Williams for a full two seasons, maybe one, uh, one season. season, 2012, wasn't and it? And then disappeared off the face of the earth. Went to Formula E. Yeah, so I think I think mid's fair enough. He did to do, he's decent at Williams. He, I think he, he almost beat Maldonado over the season of 2012, despite Maldonado fluking 25 points. Yeah, I think I think mid's fair enough. Never got on the podium. Um, 
but was inoffensive, decent. Do replaced Heidfeld believe... mid-season. Yeah, but that was controversial, wasn't it? Because Heidfeld had been outperforming yeah. Petrov Heidfeld was ahead year. of Petrov. Yeah, that was rubbish. Yeah. And I rate Heidfeld as well, so that felt very robbery. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm, I'm going to put Bruno's him in mid for decent. now, yeah. I don't know whether... The, the problem is with Bruno Senna, isn't it? There was so much hype for him to live up to Ayrton's yeah. legacy that he was always going to be a disappointment. A bit like Mick Schumacher will be. But we'll get on to that. Probably, yeah. But, on the other hand, yeah, he wasn't as bad, I think, as some people remember. No. Right, we've we've got a couple of better, more recent drivers than Jamie. Next up, then, we've Carlos, got both Ferrari actually, boys. Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. I think Carlos has to go at least in great. I think great is pretty much tailor-made for Carlos Sainz yeah. right now. Had a, because he has been phenomenal. Has a very, recently. very good last year. Um... Often runs pretty good performances. I think Lando Norris has touched on it recently, hasn't he? Sort of saying, you know, a lot of people now sort of realise why Lando was in the shadow at McLaren because they're now seeing how insane Carlos was and it just went under the radar. Yeah. Potential and to he's... be a proper top talent if Ferrari so, will let him. For sure. Yeah, it depends on the politics at Ferrari if they end up with a championship winning car. But I think, yeah, he's been passed around an awful lot, had to adapt to a lot of different cars in his short career so far. And he really has. He's never gone anywhere and flopped no, at all. No, that's very true. Would have pretty much been on par, albeit with obviously a 17-year-old Max Verstappen, uh, but was very, very unlucky that very year unlucky. and could have... He was right on the pace with him as well. Uh, really, it's only him and Ricardo that can claim that about. Um, but yeah, Carlos yet Sainz... Yet to win a race, obviously. Yep, still yet to win a race. Has got an insane next season. podium record without actually being on the podium as well. Yeah. <laughs> Or just forgettable podiums where he's just there and no one really remembers. Yeah, that's also but, true. Fair play to him. Yeah, yeah. Right. Charles Leclerc <laughs> then, Jamie. It's it's like, uh, what? how do you quantify unfulfilled potential so far? I wouldn't say it's unfulfilled. Because it's not unfulfilled. He's obviously, I would say, top. Yeah. Because he and he will be. I think the next decade will, or the current decade will, yeah, make him go up in our estimation. But he's already had a very good career so far. Absolutely trounced Marcus Ericsson in Salvo at 18. And then has done <laughs> trounced Sebastian Vettel for two years at Ferrari. And then he's done adequately this year against Science. Got a quite unlucky this year. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people have given a stick for that recently yeah. as well, haven't they? But yeah, <laughs> we, we can both agree Charles Leclerc should have scored more than Carlos Science. And when you consider yeah. how much we've hyped up Carlos Science's season, I think, yeah, putting Charles Leclerc. It, it, he could have been great, but he's definitely top potential, isn't he? At the very least. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> right. Not richer for sure. Next up, Charles no, Peak. He's not in F one. Charles Peak. Was that he was to say one of these drivers who never broke out of the back market teams, I think he was one of the better ones, to be fair. Sorry. <laughs> <coughs> Let me just clear my throat real quick. Because uh, he, he what, did twenty twelve was at Caterham? Yep. No, he wasn't. He was at Virgin Racing slash Marussia slash whatever they're called and did alright against Glock who was a decent midfield driver in his day had all but given up yeah <laughs> after three years of training around at the back uh, and then went to Caterham the year after and did decently against whoever his teammate was Van der Gaard yep I believe Who everyone so, likes to hype I mean, up Van, Van der Gaard because he used to have a bit of fun on Twitter when he just wasn't that yeah. good and he wasn't that funny either that's that is also true, yeah. <laughs> he, he drove a but Formula yeah. 1 car about as well as he made tweets. Yeah, basically. Uh, so I think he can't break any higher than mud, but I wouldn't want to put him in the bin. 
Are we saying he's worse than Bruno Senna, are we? I think so. Okay. I don't know what you think. I he think... never did anything notable. I was going to say, yeah. Decent. I think you've... To be fair, Bruno Senna really didn't really do a lot that was notable apart from have a good surname. Um, nah, sixth place in China 2012, mate. Class. <laughs> I think, yeah, Murs for Charles Peak is fair. Next up then, Jamie, one that you really wanted to talk about. It's Christian Clean. Who is that? Oh, Christian Clean. Great. He did about two races for HRT in 2010. Yep. Uh, he kept Sakon Yamamoto out of F1 for a, f- a few more races. He's going in GOAT status! <laughs> <laughs> I think he has to go in the... Mm, yeah, Bin. Yeah. He drove a HRT. He drove a he HRT drove for two races. <laughs> he drove it as well as he could, but it was a HRT. Yeah. So yeah. Didn't really do particularly well at Red Bull either, did he? Did better than... It was the, the other Bull driver he was meant to... In 2005, their first year. He oh, was meant to see him and Luizzi, wasn't Dawn it? Boss. No, it was... Luizzi, wasn't was it? it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he never had a spectacular career. Yeah, but unfortunately, two races, HRT, you can't really go much higher than in the bin unless you did the miracle work. Next up then, the only man to drive a HRT, I think, and actually make a Formula 1 career from it, yeah. is Danny Ricardo. Danny now, Rick. what an up and down tail this one's going to be. He could be in the mud, he could be in the top, depending on what year we focus nah. on. He's he's got to be great or top, in my opinion. Yeah, he's been in F one basically the whole time we're thinking about from twenty eleven till yep. now, and always done pretty well. Apart from last year. Apart from some of last year. Most of last year. He won a race. He got a couple of top fives. Yeah, I think putting <laughs> him in great at the moment. The problem is with yeah. Danny Rick as well is we want to believe he's still got all this world championship potential, but everyone forgets he's getting old. He is he's got the most consecutive now, starts now in Formula 1 of any driver. Wow. Because obviously Hamilton missed one because of COVID. Hamilton in COVID, yeah. And Seb Bahrain 2016. Think... Yep, he didn't start. Yep. Engine failure on the way to the grid. Peak Ferrari. you love to see it. you love to see it. Yeah, great for Danny Rick. He's what, won lots of races. Most of it, well, all but one of them for Red Bull. Yep. And, and yeah. at the right time was a match for Max Verstappen. He was. Considering how much he gets screwed by the team. Max was developing at that point still quite a lot, you could see. But, yeah, he's a good driver. He's a great driver, in fact. And up there was on the best of the decade, for sure. Do we put him in top, then? I think top is fair. I he's think, won, yeah. What, nine races now? Yeah, I, I think top is... Uh, I'd struggle to put him anywhere lower than that. I think looking, looking over the course yeah. of the entire decade. Next up, then, Jamie. Yeah. Danny Cavia. Mr. Torpedo himself. I would put him with Albon in good because that's what he was. He basically matched Albon point for point when they were teammates. Yeah. Got a couple of podiums quite luckily. Yeah. I think that's he was... pretty <coughs> much spot on, isn't it? Yeah, he was pretty much about as level on Albon. Um, unlike Albon, though, he's had his wife nicked, his baby nicked, and most of his Formula 1 cars by Max Verstappen. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. It's yeah, it's I've peak time for Danny Kvyat. Yeah, Charles peak time for for Danny Kvyat. But yeah, would I want to see him back in Formula One? Maybe at the right no. team. What we need is like some proper Russian energy kind of. None of this <laughs> has selling out to the Russians. You want like a proper Russian. You you know that you want their owner to be called Vladimir Dmitri. I was going to say Dmitri, but I thought Vladimir would be better. And then get yeah, Kvyat one back of those in. Two. With the Russian the hard base team. Exactly, exactly. Esteban Gutierrez up next then. I've been on a bus with him. That's a fun story. What an odd fact. Does that mean he's <laughs> in the bin then? 
Uh, maybe, but I mean, he was never very good, was he? No, no. He got what one seventh place when he was teammates with Hulk in 2013. Yep, got destroyed by Hulk. Grosjean at Haas in 2016. Everyone he forgets was, yeah. he did that year there. <clears throat> he got zero points, about six eleventh places to be fair. Yep, but that means zero points. And that was it, wasn't it? 2014, 13, and 16. Yep. And he scored a total of points once. Yep. I think Bin. He's trash. Do we think Bin or do we think Mud? Who else is in Mud? Brendan He's worse Hartley. Than Giovinazzi. I would take Hartley or Giovinazzi over 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 Gutierrez. Okay, I'll, I'll listen to you then. I'm fine. <laughs> I will put. I, I do. I rate him because he. he Are we seriously putting Esteban Gutierrez, who had three years in Formula One, up below Alex Rossi? Actually, yeah, put it with Rossi in mud. <laughs> it it just gets points. very complicated very quickly, it doesn't does. it? <laughs> right. Next up then, one of the only other men that made it out of Manam Russia alive is Esteban Ocon. Race winner yeah. Esteban Ocon. Yeah. Wow. That shouldn't have happened. <laughs> I think... I, I know the people rate Ocon, and I'm a Gasly fan, so I don't automatically. But I would go for good. I know he's won a race and Carlos hasn't, but Carlos Sainz is obviously better than Ocon, come on. Yes, yeah. He held his own against Perez for a couple... Was it one one or two years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah year, and, year and a half, wasn't it? No, it was only... Yeah, a, two, only two full years. Two full years, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, before he got but replaced still, by Daddy's I think, cash. I think he's been, like, not great since leaving Force India slash Racing Point. Apart from that race win, which came about incredibly luckily yeah so I think good I think good again is a fair I, I'm going to put him above Albon and Kvyat but I think yeah. good is definitely a fair place for Esteban Ocon potential to be great as well I think it's safe to say and there was a lot of yeah, talk around time. him potentially being great in the past like we said his years at Racing Point were phenomenally good the only time we've sort of seen Sergio Perez completely rattled um, yeah but yeah I think Ocon do do I want to put him at the bottom of great? No. No, okay. <laughs> okay. Right, next up then. If we'd asked this question at the start of the 2010s, he'd be right up there in top. But unfortunately, it's Felipe Massa. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, that accident, basically... I don't know, he never came back the same no. quite, did he? He was capable. I think good or great one of those two I don't mind he got a pole position in a year that Mercedes should have got every pole position yep mainly because Mercedes turned their engines down too much but that's still a that pole position true. he should have he was in F1 for ages he only retired in 17 didn't yeah. he yeah well he retired twice didn't he yeah for longevity give Massa a bit of great I think yeah it would be unfair to put him any lower than that sensibly yeah. you know I wouldn't say I wouldn't put Massa on the same level as Albon and Kvyat no that's by true. any means <laughs> Right, up next then, the only man that could get his breakthrough result in Formula 1 and also mean he no longer has a drive in Formula 1 <laughs> is Felipe Nazza. P5 on debut in a Sauber, what a guy. Sauber that year was pretty good. Sauber was pretty Wasn't good. Wasn't Ericsson 6th just behind him? Ericsson was 8th. Oh, okay. And he also, there were about 11 finishers. <laughs> and there were about 15 starters, but we ignore that. Nazza, he's got to go in mid, hasn't he? He was fairly consistent point scorer in 15 when the car was okay 16 he wasn't it, like obviously the car was trash and Worse unfortunately than for him it was <laughs> unfortunately for Nazar, he had a, a seat lined up for 2017 uh, at Manor 
and then by scoring ninth place in Brazil for Sauber, he made Mana not be on the grid anymore. So didn't have a seat ever again. Yeah. Yeah, Felipe Nasa. He was kind of meant to be like the new Brazilian after Massa, wasn't he? He yeah. just never quite lived up to the hype. Had a couple of decent results, like we said. 2015 again, That I think, to be honest, that Sauber might have been even better and just obviously but neither driver was particularly brilliant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think bottom and mid is fair enough yeah. for, for Felipe then. Right. Back up to a big Fernando. dog then. Fernando Alonso. Arguably... He's got to go in goat. I hate to agree with you. But... <laughs> like, the early 2010s especially, when he when he had a car capable 10 to 13, a car capable of winning races on a fairly regular basis. Obviously, it was never the best car. But he took it all the way with Sebastian Vettel at Red Bull who was actually good like on multiple occasions he should like 2013 he was right in there for the championship until the tyre change meant the Red Bull well, won OP, every race. yeah yep. <laughs> I think Fernando and then he, yeah ever since he's been passed around big teams that are underperforming so yeah the only problem I have with putting Fernando in go is the fact that we're probably going to have to talk about Sebastian Vettel being in there Alonso's clear of battle. Don't care. Okay. We'll put Alonso <laughs> we'll at the later. bottom of GOAT status then. Right. It's Mr. Twitter Banks himself. That? It's Guido Van Oh, Guido. Oh, trash. Get rid. In the bin? Yeah. That was simple. Don't care. <laughs> the, the, the Dutch man who everyone thought was good and he wasn't. The only thing he did was get P3 and Q1 in Belgium 2013 when it was raining. Which we've already mentioned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apart from that, he's got a lot of mentions so far, Guido. But yeah, he's rubbish, and his Twitter humor is as bad. Yeah, completely true. Completely <laughs> true. Right, a man that by the end of this decade we could be talking about as a multiple world champion. It's El Jorginho Russell. George Russell, I think. Well, all he's done so far is a whole career in a Williams and one race in a Mercedes, which he lost to Bottas in quali and race. Oh, so. don't give me that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's clearly excellent, and he will be a world champion in my like at some point in his career. Yeah, it's very, very I difficult. Think great isn't it? suits him at the minute. I think yeah, great is the right place to put him for now, but very easily can move into top within must the next be about, six months. Like, must be about sixty to two or three in terms of teammate qualifying battles. Yeah, across his career so far. Yeah, it's George Russell is when we do this again in ten years. He's going to be right yep. towards the top. <laughs> right. Mr. Welcome to the world of winning, Heike. Only oh, to never Heike win again. Heike Kovalainen. Yeah. Again, another driver that kind of got screwed by the financial crash. Yep, went to a team that promised a lot and everyone had no money. Yep. It had a budget to do a lot as well. According to AWS, yeah. what, the seventh fastest qualifier of all time? Yeah, the seventh fastest Formula 1 driver of all time, Heike Kovalainen. And boy, do I believe that. <laughs> I think mid at most he was yeah. he was good in his debut year at Renault but we're not considering that in 07 nope. he was pretty average below average at McLaren with Hamilton as teammate although the 09 car especially was rubbish the 08 car probably well he won one race in it and that was with a last lap engine failure for the actual leader and a puncture in the first half of the race for the other actual leader so yeah I think mid Heike was decent but never top of mid never. do you say he's better than Sutil I only want a race yeah go for it top of mid that might be the lowest <laughs> race winner we ever have race winner on this list <laughs> right again another man that's only ever done one Formula 1 Grand Prix is Jack Aiken 
Get rid. Get rid. Rubbish. You're honestly going to say that after his spa crafts this year? No, that's really Yeah. <laughs> Twitter loves him, and I don't know why. Yeah. He's, he's terrible. He's not he a particularly brilliant F2 driver. No. He's been there about five years. Yeah. He did one race in F1 and screwed his the guy he replaced out of a win. Yep. I think, yeah, we can't really put George, uh, Alex Aiken. Alex Aiken. Alex Aiken. I said that on an F1 2019 video. I remember that, actually. That absolutely <laughs> popped off, and I still get comments about it to this day. Yeah, I think Jack Aiken... made the same mistake again. Yeah, I know. Jack Aiken, bin, I think is fair enough. Right. One of the weirdest careers for any Formula 1 driver than Jamie. Jaime Alguasquari. I love it's it. It's Jaime Alguasquari time. I think he's great. I mean, I don't actually know, but I, in terms of my my like of a driver, might be because we share a name. You don't even but, share a name. His is spelled well, wrong. Well, we close enough. We close enough. Share a name. He was. I think he he was one time youngest ever driver in F1. He was. Yeah, eighteen when he first started, wasn't he? Unlucky to get binned from Toro Rosso, I think, because in twenty eleven he was very good in a car that was trash. Yeah, because because he did he do he finished seven. No, it was John Eric Verne that did better than someone the next year and got dropped, wasn't it? Yeah. Who re- that was Verne so Vern replaced him, was... and who else replaced him? Ricardo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was so a bit it was unlucky there. Buemi and Aguasari, and Aguasari was better than Buemi, and I don't care. And he's gone on to be a, a mint DJ. He was. So the he, thing think... was, he was already a practicing <laughs> DJ beforehand. Yeah. Got into karting quite late on, from what I've read. Made it to Formula One, and then was out of Formula One Absurdly by the time quicker. he was twenty-one. Yeah. Like how weird. I think, I would say mid. Consistent point scorer. Finished seventh twice in a row in a really competitive field in 2011 in a Rosso. I want to put Unlucky him to get behind, between Sutil and yeah. Bruno Sen. We like Algaswari here. We do. And he's got a, heart, a, a name that's really hard to spell. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yano Truly. Yep. All aboard the Truly train. Again, another man that got screwed by the world, screwing everyone. Another man in the top 10 of F1 of all time, yep. according to AWS. I think sixth was he or something? He was better than Kovalainen. Yep, I think there was seventh and eighth between them. Yeah. Straight into gold status you go. No. <laughs> Truly, in the time we're considering, was not great. No. I think he was well. He obviously drove Lotus and Caterhams. No, only Lotus in 2010 and 2011, and drove it worse than Kovalainen. All I remember him doing was getting mounted by Karen Chandok in Monaco. Yep, that was very true and very scary. Yeah, and almost did a roadblock, but lucky not, <laughs> lucky not to uh, end the race. Yeah, I don't know, probably mud because he only drove Lotuses, but he was a decent driver in his day, which was about ten years prior to what we're considering. Yeah, yeah, that's very true, isn't it? And if we're going to talk about someone else soon down the line, then I think it's only oh, no. fair that he. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll put him in mud. I think is is only fair. That's a lower race winner than Kovalainen. Wow. Yeah, he did win races, didn't he? Monaco 2004, only one. Uh, was it only that one, was it? Yeah, he was the only yeah. other winner in like, the he first 14 when, uh, races when Schumacher and Montoya it? crashed. Was it Alonso or Montoya? Montoya. Took out Schumacher. Yeah, Montoya. Right, next up then, you can't see his face. Someone's not got a head. It's Jean-Eric Verne. Jolien Palmer. No, it's not. It's Jean-Eric Verne. No, it is. Yeah. I thought it was a Renault suit, sorry. Jean-Eric Verne, incredibly unlucky to get dropped. Yep. Because I know this, so I'll explain the story. I'm sure you know it as well, Matt. But 2014 happens. They've got Max Verstappen. Like, they know he's going to be really good. So they give him the seat at Toro Rosso. Kvyat's only been there for one year at Toro Rosso already. So they can't bin him. So they bin Vern because he's been there three years. So that's standard procedure for Toro Rosso if you're not 
doing bits at Toro Rosso. You get binned. How many years has Gasly so, been at Toro Rosso? Sorry. Later on in the season, Sebastian Vettel at Red Bull announces he's leaving. At which point they've got two drivers. Verne has about thirty to forty points, I believe, and Kvyat has about six. But because they've already announced that Kvyat's leave, that Verne is leaving the the team, they can't call him back because that, that was before Red Bull did that, before they made it cool. So they had to go with Kvyat, and Verne got binned off despite absolutely annihilating Kvyat for a year. Yeah. I feel bad for Vern. He's gone to good things in Formula E. How many times has he won the championship? Twice. I don't actually know. Twice, yeah. Well done, John. John Eric. And yeah. I think he held his own against Ricardo as well, but Ricardo was Australian and Weber chose him. So quite unlucky. I think mid would be fair, because he was always decent. Can can I just Or maybe good, because he, he beat Kavia and Albin. Well he didn't beat Albin, yeah. but he beat Kavia. I think putting him in good is fair enough. Can can I just yeah. add there? You said Mark Webber chose Daniel Ricciardo. We know how Red Bull operated. Surely, that if Mark said that, they're going, right, we're going with Jean-Eric Verne. You're always true, wrong, Mark. Actually. We all hate you. <laughs> but I remember that Webber accidentally leaked that Ricciardo was getting the seat before it was confirmed because he said, good for the team and good for Australia. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Jean-Eric Verne was, I think, always one of those guys that was like, what could have been, isn't it? And to be honest, in yeah. this sort of tier list, that normally boosts you up the order. A little bit. Yeah. It's very counterintuitive today. Oh, the next one I love. JV, what a legend. JV goes straight to top, surely. He's got to be top. Not quite top. GOAT yeah. status. I don't. I think the, the yeah. problem is with JV as well, you can't not like Jensen Button. Like, it's just no. impossible. But on the other hand, he was never quite the world-class talent that a lot of us hyped him up to be. Then one more title he got was pretty lucky. He beat Lewis yeah. Hamilton in Hamilton's worst year in the sport, and even then... It wasn't by Only a huge just. amount, it wasn't was by it? A load. JB, I think, was... always knew he was a top driver, but was never quite that had that little extra special bit behind him. Yeah, and he was teammates with a lot. Like he held his own against Alonso and Hamilton. Yeah, during probably Slightly both of their worst eras. Yeah, but still, absolute top driver, and he's absolutely lovable. So, and let's not forget, won the best race in this whole discussion era. Yeah, he did. Canada 2011. Yep. What a, what a race that was. Yeah. From last to first, before Perez did it. Before Perez did it. And he it. did it in about 20 laps as well. Yep, that's also <laughs> very, very true. Right. Next up then, Jerome D'Ambrosio. Oh, oh, sorry. Wow. I completely forgot to mention as well. Going back to Jean-Eric Verne. Um, I, know, I know we're taking steps back here. Um, as well, a special little shout-out to Jean-Eric Verne. Because he was still a reserve driver in 2015, it also meant that Max Verstappen had to run his oh, VES yeah. for two years because he couldn't have yeah. the name yet. That's why, whenever you watch back... I got really confused watching back the Mexican Grand Prix from 2016. Um, that must have been a funny evening. 2016, Mexico. It was a good race. Yeah, it was. The, the end was good. Yeah. Hamilton should have got a penalty for turn one. No. I know he shouldn't have done, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, he's VES because Vern took his three-letter initial. Exactly, exactly. So fun, fun little left one factoid for you. <laughs> Jerome D'Ambrosio then, Jamie. He was rubbish, wasn't he? He I was. I don't remember anything he did. Yeah, yeah. He was what Manor or Mauritius slash Virgin for 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 one year. Yep. Twenty eleven, and then replaced Grosjean when he got banned. Yep, and did nothing. At Monza. And did absolutely nothing. So is he in the bin or is he in the mud? 
Which he lost quite comfortably to Glock, so get him in the bin. Get him in the bin. Um, I think we just need to move Alvin just a bit further down. Um, oh no, we're putting Andre Lotter at the top of the bin. I'm not having, oh, yeah, I'm not having anything else there. Um, and Van der Gaard's oh, gone to the worst go. driver of the generation. Right! Do you, do you On to our second GOAT then, of the race. <laughs> of the race, of the di- over a decade. It is the absolute Jolian king Palmer. himself, <laughs> Jolion Palmer. Now, Jamie, I wanted to make a special rule for this video as well. I thought it was only fair that we get to put a wild card on where we only base it on someone's 2017 Singapore Grand Prix. <laughs> Sebastian Vettel's in the bin. Yep. <laughs> no, stick him at most mid. I'll allow that. You're allowing... Okay, I'm putting him in the mid if you're letting him there. I thought he was going straight <laughs> in the was... mud. Well, he was trash, wasn't he? But yeah. He's, he's your trash. I, I'm not sure how I feel putting him ahead of Yano Trulli, but I, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm putting him in mud. Yeah. I love Julian. He's a brilliant analyst as well. He's great now, yeah. But but he got one point to Magnuson's yeah, seven. He, he was a bit egg at a Formula 1 car. And hasn't it been more recently confirmed... Uh, that Renault were like going to be disappointed by Magnussen if he wasn't a second a lap faster than Joe. Yeah. Was something mad. <laughs> Magnussen's autobiography, the person who did the it's English translation wild, of the key points, was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Palmer, yeah, not great. Joe and I loved you, mate, but you weren't great in a Formula One car. No. Right. On to a bit more of a somber tone than Jamie. Yeah. This one definitely missed potential. Yeah. For sure. Could have. Jules Bianchi. Could have done a whole lot more. Jules Bianchi. Would have been in a Ferrari one day, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, we could have potentially seen a Charles Leclerc, Jules Bianchi, Ferrari lineup. Yeah. I am inclined to go with great. Well, he scored points in an awful, awful manner yep. in Monaco. Manor's so, first yeah. points. Yeah, and only one of two yep. ever. And the second time was a much more competitive car. And it was a better result. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually ninth, wasn't it? Yep, ninth versus I think, 10. yeah, great. He was obviously a top talent. He would have been out of that Mauritius before long. Yes, yeah, I think... Would it yeah, Would it have been... It would, we might have seen Kimi retire a couple of years earlier, or at very least yeah. he would have gone to gone, midfield gone team. To Alpha, slash Salva, yeah. whatever, a bit earlier. Yeah, or at least they would have tried to put him somewhere. I think, yeah. Jules Bianchi, we could easily sort of be describing him in the same sort of capacity as we do as Carlos Sainz, wouldn't we? Yeah. Right! Kamui Kobayashi. Wow. Cult hero, Kamui Kobayashi. <laughs> An icon. He was never that good, but he had a wild race in him. Yeah. Like, Suzuka 2010 was unbelievable. In an era where no one overtook anyone. And he just overtook about 10 cars at one corner. <laughs> and got a podium. No, that was 2012, did wasn't get a it? Podium. A couple of years later, yeah. yeah. Yep. But that Salva was very good. Salva's last podium still. Is it right? Yeah. Oh, it must I be. Believe. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Did yeah. Perez not get one a couple of races after? No, Perez didn't score any points after he was announced at McLaren. Right. That's a fun fact. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah, ten years ago. They're getting one this year with Guan Yu though, so it's calm. <laughs> but <laughs> he's got to go... He's got to be in good, surely. Good? Yeah. T- again, yeah, no, I, yeah, good's <laughs> fair enough. Right at the bottom of good. It, yeah. He was a bit of a maniac behind the wheel at times, but it was why you loved him. And he was one of those odd drivers Ray's, as well. Yeah. Debbie Racy held off Burton for like way too long. <laughs> just and then overtook dangerous. him in Abu Dhabi one weekend later. Yeah, the race later. Yeah. Which was insane. 
Um, again, was awful in Formula 2, though, wasn't he? He was like 16th was. in F2 that yeah, year. Got the call up from Toyota. Just because he was Japanese, yeah, basically. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I want to shout out Valencia 2010 when he lived in Alonso's head rent-free and sent it at the final corner past Fernando Alonso in a Ferrari. In his home race. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, one of what the most eggy Formula 1 drivers of recent years, wasn't he? But Kamui yeah. Kobayashi is always one of those guys who you think, it had the weekend been right, world champion material. It just <laughs> happened the weekend was not always right. No. It was maybe right once or twice a season, but... We love him for that. Exactly. So we'll move on. Right. On then with another good analyst, but not a particularly great Formula 1 driver, is Karun Chandok. He was terrible. In the bin you go. F1 driver. In the bin. Pretty yeah. pretty simple, that one. To be fair to him, didn't have great machinery. Nope. But yeah, he did about half a season in a HRT. Yep. Stuck it out first, in the first most First race of his trap. career, his, his first lap in an F1 car was in a race, which is quite impressive. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, because HRT <laughs> yeah. didn't have the cars ready. <laughs> Yeah, they couldn't get the car working for more than a lap through practice or quality. So it's but they were still building it, lap. weren't they, in free practice? Yeah. <laughs> what an insane time that was. Early 2010s yeah. was so odd. I tell you what, like, yeah. so, can you imagine if Twitter was around then going, you can't put them out on the track, it's not ready. It's about eight seconds off the pace. Yeah, and people <laughs> would still be gutted when Karun Chandler got dropped. Imagine the oh, Twitter yeah. melts now. Deserved better. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, Kevin Magnussen. Yes, he was. He was always underrated. I found. I think he was quite arrogant because he always said. I mean, he's very fearless. I think if we can understand one thing, he would always send it. He was, he was one of those the drivers. epitome if you no longer go for a gap, wasn't he? Yeah. Quite dangerous towards the end of his career, I find. Yep, definitely didn't care. He was never. He was never that good, but his sort of his attitude and his yeah take on racing, I found quite refreshing. Um, I refreshing, think... I think, is the wrong word. Very stressful. It was stressful, and definitely stressful for other drivers. Suzuka 20... 2018 always sticks for me. Yeah, when he just weaved on Leclerc on a straight, when he's right behind him. That was clever. Yeah, yeah he beat Grosjean quite comfortably when they were teammates. He did okay against Button. Was unfortunate to get dropped, because they signed Alonso for some weird reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think good... Because he got a podium. I was going to say, yeah, I don't really feel he deserves to be lower than Kamui Kobayashi. No. <laughs> I think, yeah, good good is fair enough for <laughs> He must K-Mag. have. He's got the equal best ever result on your debut. He's got the most points scored on No, not the best ever result on a Formula 1 debut. Uh, Apart from the first ever race. No. 1968 or 1970, I want to say, a Ferrari driver did one race for him and won the first one he did. Wow. Can't remember who he was, though. I don't think anyone won on debut. Yep. I thought it was Villeneuve. I'm pretty certain got he did. There was one Ferrari driver that won on their very first Grand Prix. And I want to say either 68 or 70. Giancarlo Baghetti. Yep. Wow. Fair play. Yep. That's what the things he didn't know about F1 series does for Matt. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, K-Mag, the most points ever scored on a Formula 1 debut weekend. Wow, yeah, 18 points. 18 points. Fair play. And it was the best result he ever got. Yeah, he peaked very early in his he career. He did. Right. Kimi <laughs> Raikkonen, a man that if we'd done this for the 2000s to the 2010s would have probably been up in GOAT Definitely status. Been in goats. <laughs> Didn't race the first two years of the new decade. 
And when he came back... Only won three races. Only won three races. the whole time. Was a bit unlucky, though, and played the second driver yeah, role pretty well. Yeah, should have won more. Um, he has to go in great, yeah, at least. I think great is fair enough for Kimi Raikkonen. Maybe not top. I think over the course of this time period we're considering, Ricardo probably has been better. Yes. Yeah. So we'll stick him in great. We'll stick him in great. Right. But obviously, over the whole of his career, absolute legend. Yeah, absolute legend overall. And again, it's going to be weird not seeing Kimi in Formula One now, isn't it? For good. Yeah. Until he's back in two years. Yeah. Robin Raikkonen debut in a couple of years. Yep. You know it. Up the boys. Right. <laughs> That's Stroll, Jamie. <laughs> Oh, Lance. He's got to be mid. I, he's he's got to be he's mid, so surely. so difficult to judge, isn't he? I think mid, yeah. Bottom and mid, I think is fair enough. He's he's very good at getting eggy podiums. The thing is, what's the, the problem with Lance Stroll is the fact that had he not been loaded, he would probably be in the mud or in the bin because he simply wouldn't have had enough time. But the fact he's been given so much time in the sport to prove himself as an okay driver means he sort of managed to buy his way into mid. And the problem is because he was so loaded he got into F1 way too early yeah because he'd done one season of single seater I think he'd two. done two seasons I think yeah but he was and all yeah. Formula 3 he basically stuff. did he did all of his development in Formula 1 a bit like Max Verstappen did but he had a much higher floor so the first half of 2017 especially he was awful got a podium until that Baku race which I don't I still don't know how he did that but he could have had P2 couldn't he but Bottas got him at the line yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, mid for Stroll seems fair. Absolute wacky race merchant. Every time one happens, he just gets a podium. Yeah, and has no spatial awareness. The, the time. Has no qualifying pace either. That's also true. <laughs> right, Lando Norris then, Jamie. Oh, is Lando. he in top or is God. he in great? Mm, I wouldn't say top yet. I'm, d- I'm looking at this going, do we put... Is Charles Leclerc a bit too high up in top? No, Charles Leclerc's a race winner. We'll leave him there. Yeah, I think... He's a multiple race winner. Yeah, that's also... Well, illegal engine, but still... <laughs> um, yeah, Lando Norris is surely in great at the very least. Surely in great. He's come of age very much this this past season, 2021. And I think Many a lot of podiums. people forget, of course, came into F1 very, very young with a big team like McLaren. Yeah, and held his own. He got a bit beaten by Science, but Science was a like very talented driver. A lot of people just didn't realise. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> matched him on qualifying over the year. Beat yeah, him in qualifying t- in 11 10, didn't he? In the end. Yeah, it was actually. So yeah, Lando in great, very fair, very good driver. Yes. Will probably be a champion one day. Exactly, exactly. Right, next up then. Oh, this would be easy. The man that's dominated <laughs> this era of Formula 1. The whole time period. Yep, the multiple record breaker, seven-time Formula 1 world champion, Lewis Hamilton. I, th- I don't think we can argue. He's been the best driver from this yeah. time span that we're looking at, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton he's barely finished outside the top three in any championship which is ins- and you think you look back you think if he'd scored about 30 more points at the right times so he could be what a 10 time Formula 1 more- no 11 time yeah. Formula 1 more champion now couldn't he <coughs> which is insanity ridiculous stuff from Lewis absolute legend of the sport definite best driver of, of, his, of his generation yeah yeah he's arguably best driver of all time yeah. but we'll leave that one exactly we'll, we'll have that discussion another day <laughs> Lucas Degrassi then does he go go status with Hamilton does he follow him up there <laughs> he's uh, he's blocked one of my friends on Twitter <laughs> oh he has hasn't he to be fair fact, Riley yeah. just keeps harassing him with the same not, it's not really a joke <laughs> is it yeah it's just a play on his name but yes uh, Degrassi did he did he win a Formula E championship Ryan? yes he did how did he manage that did he win yeah no he won because Sebastian Buemi missed races 
Sebastian Buemi oh, okay. won, I think, like eight races of the 13 that year, but didn't score points in any of the others because he was either right. not there or got completely screwed. <laughs> Degrassi was trash in F1. He, he was in HRT, wasn't with... he? No, it, Virgin, Virgin, sorry, was wasn't it? Yeah. And he was awful. I think bin. I'm still, every time we put someone in the bin looking at Alex Rossi and thinking he did no more than any of these guys. <laughs> Degrassi did more than Ro- no Rossi did more than Grassi. I don't think Degrassi outqualified Glock or m- maybe once or twice. I'm the not, problem I'm is sure. like Alex Rossi only beat Will Stevens. Yeah, but he's a lad. Will the lad Stevens? Hope Will you. the lad Stevens? Okay. Okay. Right, Jamie, quickly get quickly get up your stat. Did Lucas Degrassi save himself and put him in mud tier? Right. Lucas Degrassi. Uh, uh, times better in quality 15-3 to Glock Okay, he's staying in the bin He's staying in the bin Marcus Ericsson then, Jamie Surely he is tailor-made for mid here Yeah Don't think I feel sorry for Marcus I don't particularly And I don't know why I mean, he drove around in the trash Sauber for a couple years 2015 Sauber was adequate but not great. Yep. I think P8 in the standings. 16 it was trash. 17 it was the slowest. And then 2018 got a decent car. Did okay. Obviously Leclerc's a rookie so he should be beating him really. Yeah. But he wasn't terrible. No. Had a monumental crash at Monza as well that everyone forgets about. Yeah. That, is, that was mad. When his DRS broke, didn't it? Yeah. And then got binned off for Giovinazzi who's completely mid. Yes. Yeah. And worse worse than Ericsson. Exactly. Hence why Ericsson has made it into mid and Giovinazzi is stuck in Giovinazzi the mud. Giovinazzi is in the mud. Ooh! Mark Webber. I can see someone's bicep and that's it. Yep. Mark Webber, Mark that Weber. is. Not bad for another two driver. Exactly. Which basically sums up his entire life, to be fair. He's got to go in great, surely. He, yeah. 2010-2012, until Vettel started trying in 2012, Webber was on par in both seasons. Was leading the championship for most of 2010 yeah 2010 should have been his year had Red Bull not screwed him and he did mess up career himself yeah that's also very true (laughs) but he probably would have had it already had Red Bull not screwed him and you can talk about Seb's bad luck as well and I think to be honest like we've said before Red Bull should have dominated 2010 that shouldn't be remembered as a good year it was just Red Bull their reliability was yeah both Red Bull drivers were not yeah I mean that car was just a rocket ship over one lap especially um, yeah. But yeah, surely I think we, he's got to go great, hasn't he? He's got to go great. Yeah. Multiple race winner in that time period. Yeah. Retired when he was he gave up the sport rather than the sport giving him up, yep. which I think he left on his own terms, which was nice. Which he always wanted to. I think is very true yeah. as well. He'd fallen out of love with it at the end of the day, and it's never what yeah. you want to see for a Formula One driver, is it? Screwed over by Red Bull and Vettel in 2013. Yeah. Multi 21 was a joke. Exactly. Exactly. Right. The best Max we've seen. In this generation. (laughs) It's Max Chilton. (laughs) Max Chilton was always, I found, to be alright. I, weirdly enough, for some reason, follow him on Facebook. I don't know why. (laughs) And it's just like, it does nothing now, I don't think. One time F1 record holder for the most consecutive finishes from your Grand Prix debut. Yes, that's true, isn't it? Before Esteban Ocon beat that? Yep, that's true. To be fair, a bit difficult to crash into someone, yeah. When you're... No, well, when you're another the car. first retirement of his career, he did crash into his teammate. So, so, yeah. When was that? That was Canada 2014 when him and Bianchi 
like mount each other at turn four on lap one. And they're both out. Well, I genuinely don't think I can remember that. And I cannot no, for the life of me work out why. Well, there's a, there's a fun fact for you. We know plenty of wheels We do. As we Between us. took over the hour mark. Yep. <laughs> we were on M. <laughs> oh, yeah, to be fair, there's a lot of drivers that we're, we're more than halfway through, oh, yeah, I think. Yeah. I hope, anyway. Well, over halfway. Uh, Chilton, I think Mud is fair. He wasn't awful. Never scored points, but he was only in a Marussia slash man. And got slapped by Jules Bianchi. He did. Yeah. Who was his team at the first? No, it was both seasons with Bianchi, yes. wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Bianchi was a lot better. Yeah. Right. He was a lot better. Max Verstappen then, Jamie. Max Verstappen. Formula One's newest champion. Does he go go or does yeah, he just go top teeth. still? I think top still. I told Matt to make this on the premise that I wouldn't put him in GOAT. Yeah, I just... But he will be. He will be, yeah. <laughs> Even I can argue that. But we just need to... What we need now... And this isn't just because I'm not a Verstappen fan. Is we need to see what he can do when Red Bull now drop the ball next year. If he can still drag that thing up, he certainly which he has been. Which yeah, no, he has been up to now. That's what I'm two, saying. Three years. But he's never but had a championship yeah. capable car and then gone back. It's now whether we see yeah. him be a bit of a Fernando Alonso or be a Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, I think top for he's now. He's definitely the he best of the top group, though. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, for definitely. Sure. I don't know who that is. Next up, you should be able to work it out. Well, I just see a shirt. There's no, there's, there's no head on the picture. This is going to be the most difficult one we have to do in the entire thing. Oh, it's Michael Schumacher. It's the Michael. It? Oh no! Right. Because in my, he is the goat of all time in my opinion. Top three of all time in my eyes. Yep. The top three. Yep. Top two. Hamilton and Senna. At the least. Nah, you're waffling. But considering his three years that we are, and this is the horrible thing, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> he got beaten by Rosberg handedly every year. Yeah, and it's a bit difficult to judge because there's like a Formula One rookie coming in in their forties, and the, again, yeah, he was forty-one. We we cannot stress enough here. We both believe he Michael would be Schumacher would be in goat status <laughs> had this been any other decade that he'd raced. But the fact he just spent a lot of the time, let's be fair, crashing into the back of people because he was a bit old and didn't realise they were slowing down, which we never saw from Kimi Raikkonen, apart from That's true. Portugal this year. Apart from in Portugal when he drove, and Austria this year, when he drove into Vettel. Oh yes, that one was odd as well, wasn't it? <laughs> oh. But Schumacher has to go good at most. Yeah, does he to have to go good or can we... Yeah, no. Mm. Oh, I cannot believe we're going to put Michael Schumacher on a tier list with Alex Albon. <laughs> can we be Kobayashi? <laughs> Oh dear, what are we doing? I think, Jamie, we have to put him at the bottom of great. I, yeah, I will not okay. be able to allow myself to sleep at night putting Michael Schumacher in the same tier as Esteban Ocon and Alex Alvin. And we're calling this the Knowing Wheel podcast. And he got a, po- he got a podium in Valencia. And should have got pole at Monaco. Got a pole at Monaco. Yeah. I think. In a car that wasn't really capable of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think putting him in, in great. But only for this decade or era. Any earlier, yeah, you'd be at the top, no questions Absolutely. asked. Absolutely. <laughs> right, next up then, it's his son, young Mikola Schumacher. I mean, he's been alright so far. Yeah, very, very difficult to judge. to judge, isn't he? I think mid is quite well suited. He's definitely not mudded. I think mid is fair enough as well. Whereabouts in mid do we rank do him? Stuff. Do we think he's the best quite of those mid? End. No. No? Okay. Um, I mean, Alcaswari's in there. What a guy! 
Is, I would, yeah, around Stroll around, region. Are we, are we, okay, we're saying Mick Schumacher is Stroll levels of Formula 1. Right now, I think he's got potential. Yeah, he could easily make it up into sort of great or top, couldn't he? Yeah. I think. I don't know who that next person is either. Uh, that is... Narain Karthikeyan. Narain Karthikeyan. The man himself. Straight in the bin. Um, Lowest ever he... Formula 1 finish. 24th place. 24th place, Valencia, 2011. ever finish in 24th. Yep. <laughs> uh, but he, if it rained a bit more in Malaysia 2012, he would have got half a point in a HRT. Through pure luck. <laughs> yeah. Because HRT he just didn't He took out pit. Button and Vettel that race. Yep. Uh, I think Bin. He's got to go in the bin, surely. <laughs> yeah. He was not great at all. <laughs> That's Nicholas Latifi. That is Nicholas Latifi. Isn't it? What a guy crashing to give Verstappen the championship. Mm. Straight in the bin. I mean, he's clearly he's clearly at most mid. Yeah, he's somewhere between. I think no. <laughs> it, more recently, he's been doing pretty well as well. Has had a tough competition with George Russell. I think mid is fair enough. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I am. I'm very curious to see how it goes with Albert next year. Yes. Yeah, that is very very true. Right. Can you guess who the next one is? Oh, it's Nick Heidfeld. It is Nick Heidfeld. Again. I love Nick Heidfeld. Financial crash screwed him. I don't know what. I have a soft spot for Germans who should have done better in their careers. There's quite a lot of them, isn't there? It's very odd. (laughs) Heidfeld, I mean, for the time we're considering, he did a few races in a Sauber in 2010, which was trash. Did pretty well. Yep. Scored points on a fairly regular basis to say he got drafted in last minute to replace Pedro De La Rosa. And then, like we said, got screwed at Renault. Yeah, he was doing really well at Renault, outperforming Petrov, got a podium in Malaysia, and yeah, just got screwed basically because he was doing better than his teammate with a lot more bad luck, and then they dropped him for Bruno Senna. I think good. He scored a podium. Yeah. In this time frame, he's got a lot of podiums throughout his career. Most podiums in F one without a race win. Yeah. Yeah, I think good is, is completely fair. That I love. Nick Heidfeld. He ha- he also has drip on Instagram now. Does he? Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen this. That's one for me to yeah, check. Yeah, he's out an absolute baller this. with his uh, with his sneakers and trainers. Oh, so. fair enough. Fair enough. Then I'll have to check that the out. The next one. Yeah. Well, Another soft spot that I have. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. He's got to go good with Heidfeld. He's got to go good. Yeah. He's basically just Heidfeld from five years later with some lag, isn't he? Yeah. But absolutely, I'm full potential. At his peak, I put him on a on a level with drivers like Perez. Yeah. But he just didn't have quite longevity. He did. He underperformed a little bit towards the end of Ricardo. Got unlucky, and that Renault was trash. And Ricardo is a quality driver. Yeah, and but his returns in twenty twenty weren't. He did pretty well. Yeah, he did pretty well just given the circumstances. I think. Yeah, I think P three on the grid in the twentieth, no, seventieth anniversary Grand Prix. Yeah. F one started nineteen, no, in two thousand apparently. What's that? I thought I said the 20th yeah. anniversary Grand Prix. Yeah, we've been around. I've been alive for every Formula One Grand Prix. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah, I think no, Hulkenberg, Hulkenberg though was always him. a what if, wasn't he? Yeah, I absolutely love him. What a legend. He's a, he's in my background. Right. Yeah. But Other Nico. Fair enough. Oh, I he's got to go the top of top. You're saying he's better than You're Max lucky. Verstappen. Arguably yes, for the time we're considering. <laughs> I I'm happy to put him between Verstappen and Button. Okay. I think. 
the only man to have beaten two seven-time world champions. One of them was a pensioner, and the other had arguably his unluckiest season ever, and, and was not on it was that under, year. He underperformed. He was not with it that year. And Reece still almost beat Rosberg. Yeah. But Rosberg, quality, quality driver. He's what Bottas should have been. Yeah. And he did. He was doing bits for Mercedes the whole time. He got, I think, four podiums in 2010, which the car was not that capable of podium. Yeah, and yeah, I think this is very, the thing. Won a race, won their first race in China 2012. Steered Mercedes through their early years. Yeah. Yeah, very, very good. We love Nico. He's also in the background. <laughs> yeah, good driver, top driver. Uh, probably yeah I'll accept lower than must happen but I love both of them so. that's fair enough fair enough right keeping it up with the Knicks then this one's not German though Nikita Mazepin he's got to go mud or bin I think top of the bin because he's categorically been worse than Mick Schumacher yes for the whole time yeah yeah top he could go on to some more right things I still every time I put someone in the bin look at Alexander Rossi Alex Rossi's a legend we allow him Oh, oh dearie <laughs> me. But yeah, Nikita Mazepin, though, hasn't really delivered in the one season he's been there. Never had qualified a teammate. Never had qualified anyone in Formula 1. Did he not out-qualify Mick once? Well, no, apart from races where Nick stacked it before. Oh, yeah. yeah. They never actually beat Never actually out-qualified another car on raw pace. So yeah. he's, he's staying pretty, in the bin for now. Stuff. Right. Next up, then, arguably in my That's eyes... Now. The man that deserved so much more from his Formula 1 career. He was so unlucky in Formula 1. He was incredibly unlucky. And Mercedes, complete mismanagement of his career. Yeah. Because he was a Mercedes young driver. Yep. Quality in the manner in 2016. Yep. Like, score points in probably a car that was nowhere near capable of it. And then got shipped off to Sauber, another car which was not capable of score points. And he got five points in it, including an eighth at Spain made one of my first ever popular videos as well oh yeah all the way back yeah, I had that... someone a couple of weeks back say they want me to do more videos like that again um, I didn't find it very funny at the time but I also didn't like you very much at the time so... feelings have never changed <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Pascal was so unlucky got binned off from F1 because Ferrari took control of Alfa Romeo slash Salva yep. And replaced him with Charles Leclerc. I'm looking at him going, is he just a slightly more recent Jean-Eric Verne? Basically. I think he's got to go yeah. good, hasn't he? He was my teammate in my most popular YouTube video of all time. <laughs> <laughs> he creates bangers for us, doesn't he? Pascal Verne. He does. Fair play to the man. Fair play to him. But yeah, I think if oh, I... Oh, another cult here. If I was starting a Formula 1 team, Pascal Verne would definitely be someone I'd be looking at trying to get in at the moment. He must still be quite young as well. Yeah, I think he's only, what, 26, 27? Yeah. About there. Right. It's Lord Pastor Maldonado time. Pastor Maldonado. He, Good he could literally race. swing from great to bin, couldn't he? Yeah. He was in the Lotus in fourteen fifteen, Dreadful. But he has that one race which he can fall back yeah. on, where he won in a Williams that was about the eighth fastest Yeah, car. with traction control. And then they burnt the yeah. factory down. And then they burnt it down. <laughs> That's a fun story. They they won a race illegally, but before the FI could investigate, they set they fire to the place. car. <laughs> With probably PDBSA yeah. petrol, I would have thought. Yeah. Only got to F1 because of Venezuelan money. Yep. He's basically Kicked done what the Venezuelan economy has done as well. 
and that is completely yeah. destroy itself. <laughs> Seemingly every time you're given a chance to do something good, they do completely the wrong thing. He's yeah, got to go I think mid, surely at best. Mid. He had flashes of real, real speed. Yeah. But was just, yeah, not good the rest of the time. Yeah. Whereabouts, I think he's got to go. Who's that? Who's what? The one in the suit again. That's Felipe Nauza. Okay, yeah. Around around yeah. that level, I think it's fair enough. Right! Yeah. A man that was pretty hated in his Formula 1 career. Is that Paul And DeResta? hated now he's not in the Formula 1 car either. It's wow. Paul DeResta. I... For his F1 career, I kind of rate Paul DeResta. Um, he was, weirdly enough, he w- Paul DeResta is one of those odd drivers where he's remembered for being not very good in a Formula 1 car. You look at the data and think he did a lot better, and then you dive deeper into the data and realise he wasn't actually that good again. He wasn't great, but, like, he deserved more time than he got, I Completely think. flopped in the back end of 2013. To be fair, yeah. He, he was retired, awful like, nine races later on in 2013, and that's why the he didn't get a seat. First half of 13, he was quality. He got like P4 in Bahrain, should have been a podium, really. And then yeah, if he, I think he got if fourth he in Singapore. Perform as well. under pressure. Yeah. And he was basically told mid season, you're fine for your seat. Yeah. And he completely flopped. And, and to be fair, he was trounced by Hulkenberg yeah. in 2012. And let's not forget as well, very, very biased. Oh, he's an awful pundit. Yeah. Does... And he got all the British media biased as well when he was actually driving. Yeah. Are we going did adequately in the Hungarian Grand Prix in 2017 when he replaced mud. Felipe Massa? Yeah, that's also true. Everyone always forgets he did one race in 2017. Was it one or was it two? It was one. It was just the one, wasn't it? Yeah, because I think Mud. He's on a level with Jolien. Yeah, that's... no, he's not. He scored points so regularly for three years. Give him mid. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Paul Arrasta in mid. Right. It's another HLT man. No, he did Sauber. Did he do Sauber as well? 2010? Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. didn't he? I've completely forgot about he was, that. It was rubbish yeah. for Sauber in 2010. And then did HRT in 2012, wasn't it? And competed in the best race of all time when Perez was feeling ill. Did he? Which one was that? Yeah. Monaco. No, Canada. Canada. Canada 11, didn't he? Yeah. Perez crashed really heavily in Monaco. I was going to say feeling ill like rather than basically broke half his legs. Half his legs? <laughs> one of his legs. I don't know. Yeah. Um, one side of the body was basically screwed. Yeah. He was... Adequate, not great, probably mud. He's got to go bottom of mud, surely. We can't have yeah. him. He scored a few points in the Sauber. Yeah, but he wasn't very good, was he? He wasn't very good, and he was about 40. One of the oddest F1 careers. But he always looked 40. He, I, bet, I reckon he was born yeah. looking like that. Yeah. <laughs> scored a second place finish, McLaren's only podium of 2006. Yep, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, not, sure not, not their only podium. But, but it was one of their podiums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a, a wet win, Grand Prix, was it? Was it? Yeah. yeah the... When Raikkonen mounted with Antonio Liuzzi. And he overtook Schumacher, though. The Rainmaster, apparently, and he overtook him in he the did. wet. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there were no mitigating circumstances for that at all. Pierre Gasly. Is that big Pierre? It, it, he's got his hat on the right way. That's unlike it's, him. He's, he's spreading it through Formula 1, isn't he? That hat the wrong way. Yeah. I think he has to go good. Oh! May, I mean, he's won a race, hasn't he? But we put Ocon in good. He's basically had the yeah, same career as Ocon. I thought you'd honestly say great, to be honest, but I think good is fair enough. Problem is, he's he's got big teammate tax. Yeah. Because he's only done well against Brendan Hartley and Yuki Tsunoda. Yeah. 
and Danny Kvyat. For all we know, that Alpha Tauri could be a championship-winning car, and he's just not been that great well, every I doubt, year. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately for him, he went against Max Verstappen when in a car tailored for Max Verstappen. Yeah. Which is always going to hang over him now. Bottle the Super for Formula title as well. Let's not forget. Oh, the rain bottled it. <laughs> I just knew that, that one would upset yeah, you. He missed an F1 race to go and finish his season, at, and then a typhoon hit Japan. He didn't even get to finish yep. it. Yeah. yeah, big Pierre Gasly, the comeback kid, I think he's known as well, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think good is fair enough, but easily the potential to being great in the near future. Yeah. Right, another one then, that only Italian. made one Formula 1 Grand Prix start. Who is it's this? It's Pietro Fittipaldi. Oh, no, he made three, didn't he? Just the one. No, two. Two or three, two. no. Two. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was quite slow, but he seemed to really enjoy it, so I quite like him. I did it, he didn't crash. Um. Okay. <laughs> he has to go in the bin, really. Doesn't yeah. He? You you can't really argue. Right I think the it just it lives rent free in my head. The tweet that was Fittipaldi after Abu Dhabi, and it was the Jeremy Clarkson video. That was brilliant, and I was last. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, bless him. Came in at a difficult time as well. Let's not forget that he did. Um, but that house was awful. Yeah, not as bad as the Williams, and he was worse than the Williams. I think wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, of course, came up very short notice and didn't stack it, which is more than Alex Albon, uh, Jack Aitken can say. Sorry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> is that real? It's real, Harry Anto, another oh, cult yeah. icon, straight in the bin. Winner of Driver of the Day on debut, but F1 disqualified it because of all the Indonesians that were voting. Yep. Indonesia. No one knows about that. That's one for an F1 iceberg video, I reckon. That is. He got the first ever Driver of the Day. And then F1 took it off him because it was like 98%. 90% voted Rio Harianto because you have 250 million Indonesians. That's what yeah. gave all the Dutch people the idea for Max Verstappen. You know Australia 2016 is one of the most watched races of all time? Well, on YouTube, yeah, because of... No, no. Well, on YouTube and also in, in real time. It's mad, isn't it? And Rio Harianto, yeah. though. Let's let's not talk about all these cult hero type things. He was awful. He was dreadful. He was useless in a Formula 1 car. He was also used as F2. He, he finished like 18th every year and then just had But money. he was sponsored by Sean Galeal's dad, wasn't he? Yeah. And he yeah. made it to Formula yeah, 1 very... and Sean Galeal didn't. He was so bad that even despite having millions of fans from Indonesia, still got replaced mid season. Yep. Yeah, you, you got to love Rio Harianto, but <laughs> love, a brilliant him, love clip him in the of him. There was like a brilliant clip of uh, in the 2016 season review that I have, like talking about Ocon replacing him and Harianto was retained as simulator driver and there's a video of Harianto playing F1 2016 on the Xbox nice and that's their simulator oh that's so sad man has scored points <laughs> using F1 2016 I mean F1 2016 was a difficult game it was a banging game yeah great game best game ever yeah, I'd still say it's the best Formula 1 game ever Jamie are we going to do a co-op series on F1 2016 I don't actually I do have an Xbox One here yes <gasps> well we need to do F1 2021 first but still I'm turning assists on. No, I'm not. Right. <laughs> Arguably a man that could have Robert been in great or the bin. It's Robert Kubica. Nah, he was quality for one year in the time frame we're considering. And then was awful in the other. Yeah. Uh, so I reckon level it out in the middle and go good. I was going to say mid. He, he did things in that Renault that should not have been done. Yeah, the but then he also was a second off George Russell, who was a rookie every week. Yeah, but he had half a... No, I can't say that. <laughs> he... <laughs> he was, like, 
to come back from that accident in rallying was unbelievable. And yes, he was yeah. not good at all when he got here. But What's still, this podcast was, called again, you... Jamie? The Happy Rainbows F1 podcast or the Knowing Wheel podcast? Nah, but that 2010 year, he was unbelievable in that Renault. I'm willing Many to put podiums. him at the bottom of good. Okay. Like right at the bottom. Yeah. He was nailed on. He did 20... No, he didn't do 2011, did he? He was, had a Ferrari contract for 2012. 12, apparently, yeah. Or he was in talks yeah. with them, wasn't he? According to the source of himself, which maybe isn't true. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, according to every driver, they had contracts with Ferrari. I think Maldonado said he did as well. At one point everyone's had a everyone's had a contract. Yeah. <laughs> with, even I have, Jamie. I'm I'm on their oh, books yeah. now. Right. Uh, Pino Macri messaged me once, and he drove for Ferrari Esports. That's a fun fact. Was it to moan about your camera work? <laughs> no, it was. I can't remember what it was. How can you even remember something like that? Because he's still on my friends on Discord. Because he added me. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. The more you know, I suppose. Roberto Meri, get him in the bin. In straight in the bin goes Roberto Meri, the Spaniard who raced for Manor in 2015. Um, and for half a season. For half a season and was thoroughly slapped up. By Will the Lad Stevens. By Will yes. the Lad Stevens. Right, we're into our final few though, Jamie. There's a few icons here. Is that Roman Grosjean? It is Roman Grosjean. He's got to go good, hasn't he? He's got to go good. He's quintessential good. Yeah. Ten podiums at Lotus. Was a machine a towards the end of that 2013 year. The only man machine. that could challenge Seb Vettel. Or either Red Bull, really. <laughs> yeah, but Mark was never the of there towards the end. Was Mark it? either finished second up. or retired because all the reliability went to him. Yeah. But Grosjean... And then he was... People forget he was actually really decent when Lotus were trash in 14-15. Yeah. And very good Got a podium. I watched that podium at Spa. I was there. I remember that. Yeah. I heard Sebastian Vettel's puncture. Yeah. Celebrating with the bailiffs. Yeah. Very good career. Very And obviously curtailed, very unfortunately, with that crash that he had somehow survived. Wasn't even, keeping so. a Formula 1 seat anyway, though. No. But went out with a bang. Oh, his God. Career. <laughs> <laughs> his career basically summed up by either being really quick or crashing. So he finished by doing Or often both, both yeah. <laughs> Bless, yeah. him. Bless him. But yeah, I think it's difficult now not to dislike Roman Grosjean, isn't it? I think had F1 Twitter been around in 2012, he probably would have been roasted to the ground and been banned oh, by... Yeah. Got a race ban. A lot of fans. driver to get a race ban. Yeah, one of just four ever, I think, isn't he? I don't and know. And the other three yeah, were in 1994. Like um, but yeah, a good driver on his day, but up and down, yeah. I think. Next up then is another difficult one. A legend of Trevino. the sport. It's his son took you out on iRacing. His son did take me out on iRacing. Yeah, he's going straight in the bin. <laughs> his son's now racing F3, I think, this year, and there's never been a person I wanted to succeed less in a sport. <laughs> Rubens, for the two years he did, was okay. He beat his rookie teammate in both years that he did in this time frame. Yep. The 2011 Williams was awful. Yep. And he scored points twice in it. So for his whole career maybe mid I think yeah. no obviously for his I whole think, career good or great yeah, it, his whole career would be great surely yeah. but I think good is a fair place to put him in this put into the shade Hulkenberg and Maldonado which pains me to say but he did yep at like at 40 or yep. whatever <laughs> one of my favourite drivers of all time always happy to be there bless him you gotta love Rubens yeah. he, he's a very very likeable driver now we go from a man with one of the most Formula 1 starts of all time to one of the men with the least do you recognise this face Jamie? Um, 
No. Sakon Yamamoto. <laughs> oh, Sakon. <laughs> now, he got a random a few starts just by being rich. Yes. Well, he's going to be in the bin, isn't yes. he? There's a fun story of Singapore Grand Prix 2010. I was talking about earlier, about an hour ago now, probably more than that. Christian Clean replaced him because Sakon was ill. Yeah. Uh, and then they didn't like Yamamoto that much that they made him stay ill for the next race to keep Christian clean. Yep. <laughs> and they told everyone he was ill and he was absolutely fine. He was at home so counting his parents' money, which yeah. you'd love to see. Not a good drive. No, not at all. Sebastian Buemi, Jamie. Worse than Alguaswari. That was the only driver he ever went up against apart from Bourdais. What are you I'm thinking? trying to think. I was thinking more towards John Vern levels, but when we're only no. talking Formula One, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, aren't you? And he's he was on par with Agaswari, but I prefer Agaswari because he's got my name. Yeah, Buemi as well was one of those drivers that, for quite a while after he left Formula One, was arguably one of the best drivers in the world that wasn't in a Formula One car when he yeah. was destroying Formula E and also dominating with Toyota at Le Mans. But yeah, yeah Formula One again, he was just never, never quite. Where's Agaswari? Agaswari is right next to him. All right, yeah, that's fair. Right, well, the tier list is all filling up, um, so we're going to have to start yeah. scrolling a bit. We've not got many left. We've only got a few left. Oh. We go on to one of the most Big controversial one. ones of this. Sebastian Vettel, who for the first four years was obviously the best. Yep. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> on his, yeah, the Red Bull days, he was unstoppable. Nine wins in a row is unprecedented. Yep. But then he went to... No, then he had a trash year when the hybrids came in. He's just never been able to drive a car with a turbocharger. Exactly. Or a rear diffuser. And 2015 he was good. 2016 he was bad again. 2017 he was good until he drove it to Hamilton. 2018 he was... Pretty bad. <laughs> 2019 he was okay Yeah, no, he wasn't brilliant, but he wasn't bad in 2018. 2018, yeah, he was he was consistent, but then started spinning when they put an upgrade on that made the car worse. Yes, yeah. He's obviously going to be top at least, but I don't think I can put. Him I in goat. feel uncomfortable putting him in goat. But then I sort of look at the success he's had against Alonso. <clears throat> yeah, but he had a much much better car for both the big years than Alonso. Did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're going to get so much hate for this, but he's still oh, spinning yeah, now it. as well. This is the problem, isn't it? And he's not even beating Lance Stroll when he's a four-time champ. And he's not even past his prime. He's like 33. 35? still be performing at top level. Is he 35? 34, 35, isn't he? That being said, let's also give Seb a bit of praise here. Never known a Formula 1 driver who loves the sport as much as Seb. Oh, yeah. He is... Com- Grill the grid with Seb. Unbelievable. Yeah. But... And I can understand why a lot of people do love him. But... Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he does great things for the, the world and the sport generally. But I don't think we can... Best of top, I, don't want to put I think, is fair. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fair. Those, the, up until the end of 2013, he was the hottest commodity. The best. But has just never then quite been able to regain that fire. Is that Sergei Sorokin? It is Sergei Sorokin. He was unlucky. Yep. Completely agree with you. Because he had one year in a back marker, Williams. Well, a car that was falling to the back, wasn't it? Rather quickly by 2018. No, it was the slowest. Oh, yeah, it was the, the slowest 2018. in 2018, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And he did okay against Stroll. Yeah. And then got replaced by a pensioner. Yep. Or a young man. A pensioner. Depending on which way you look at it. 
I think Mud would be fair. I don't want to put Sorokin in the bin. No, no, he definitely doesn't deserve the bin. He had a pretty good Monaco <clears> Grand Prix <throat> as well that year, didn't he? And he scored points. Uh, Imola, uh, not Imola, Monza. Yeah. When? Because someone got disqualified. I can't remember who. Yeah, no idea. No idea off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah. Sergei Sorokin, though, again, could have had more time in Formula 1, but you wouldn't argue he absolutely deserved it either. No, he didn't. He wasn't great, but he wasn't awful. awful. Sergio Perez, then, Jamie. I mean, for longevity and success that he's getting now, the immediate... He has to go with Hulkenberg, annoyingly. I'd argue he's in great. I think he's in great as well. Race winner. One. <clears throat> you know, only... I might get this stat wrong. I believe it's only he and Ricardo have won races, races for more than one team. For two different yep, teams. That's absolutely spot on. Yeah, which is really impressive when... He's only driven for two teams, and one of them was Force India. So, yeah. I think Perez has to go in great. Came really in useful for Red Bull this year. They found a decent second driver, finally, for Verstappen. Yep. And, yeah. Many, many podiums. Most successful Mexican of all time. Yep. Up until 20... I want to say, basically, 2018, I had him on a level with Hulkenberg. Like, I think Hulk was unlucky in their time as teammates, but Perez has gone on to really good yeah. things, and Hulk has been binned off from the sport, unfortunately. So, yeah, great is fair enough. Yeah, and I think with Sergio, isn't it, he's always going to deliver a fair amount in a Formula 1 car as well. And he's a god on tyres. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sergio Perez, one of, one of I think, yeah, our personal highlights. Of, it, it'll always be, Sergio Perez will be one of those drivers when we sit down and talk about Formula 1 to our kids in 30 years you'll suddenly just remember Sergio and just think of those really brilliant races out of nowhere. And no one yeah. in 20 years' time will think Sergio was any good, but will remember what kind of a driver yeah. he really was. He's a bit like Clay Regazzoni. He is a bit like Clay Regazzoni, I suppose. Yeah, or Jochen Mass, going back further. What, the only posthumous Formula 1 world champion? No. That was, that was Jochen Rimm, wasn't Come it? On. Sorry. Sorry. Right. That's not, no, that's not a wheel knowledge. That is there. not a wheel knowledge, no. I got Jochen <laughs> right, though. Yeah. Stoffel van Dorn. Oh, Stoffel. He was unfortunate. He was also he terrible. Alonso. He wasn't great, was he? Yeah, and I think, again, we've got to put Alonso tax on this, don't we? Yeah. In 2017, he wasn't that bad, which was effectively his rookie season. Scored McLaren's first points in 2016. He did. He did. Uh... Yeah, I think mud. Mud! Or maybe mid. I mean, yeah. In 2018, Alonso finished like 10th in the championship, but he finished about 17th. But then Alonso is, we've put him in goat. Yeah, stick him in I mid. think mid is fair enough, isn't it? He was whitewashed by Alonso. In yeah, the first time ever that happened in Formula 1, I think. Or in no, recent years. The only, the only other time was Alonso whitewashing PK. In oh, in sorry. Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. No, it's happened since then as well, hasn't it? It has happened since with Russell and Kibitzer. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. And Mick and Maz. Well, not technically, but we get it. Yeah. Timo Glock. I like Timo Glock. Another yep. German that should have done better. Yep. Financial crash. The last one, I think, on our list to get destroyed by the financial crash 2008. Should have had yeah. a whole lot more. Was always decent in the Toyota. Which wasn't around in the era we're talking about. It wasn't. But I think he was running in 12th in Singapore 2010 until someone put in a wall. In a, in a Marussia, which was a complete back marker. There was, I mean, if you don't know about 2010, you basically had the entire field of nine teams 
Yeah. And then the back three teams were about two seconds slower than everything yeah, else. Two, only two. About two. Williams seconds, sometimes yeah. fell back towards them, didn't they as well? Oh, Torosso, yeah, they were not great that year. But yeah, Glock was always did his best and always basically put his teammates in the shade because they were pay drivers. <laughs> uh, but. For the time we're considering, he's got to go mid, I think. Yeah, I was looking at bottom and mid, I think is fair enough. But then again, I'm looking well, at Jano Trulli. Career. Trulli was worse than Glock in that time frame. Okay, okay. Vatri Bottas. The most difficult I driver mean, to work out what he's going to do on a weekend. Yeah. Sometimes, especially on a Saturday, he's one of the statistically the best ever because he can match Hamilton. And on a Sunday, he can... Match Hamilton if Hamilton like was on a push yeah, he looks like he belongs in F3 with sort of his racecraft. Yeah. <laughs> I think good, to be fair. Because yeah. I don't think he's great, but he was doing bits in that Williams, so much so that Mercedes gave him a seat. Top of good? Yeah. Because he's won, what, 10? Nine or 10 Grand Prix, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's so difficult yeah. with Bottas as well. Because again, the thing is, you wonder if he'd stayed at Williams or gone to like Racing Point or something. We could be talking about him being a great driver. But the fact he went to Mercedes yeah. just hasn't delivered. Well, he'd be one of those midfield drivers that you think could have done way more. Yeah, but if he instead he's one of those unfortunately for it, front runner drivers who went to the top. Yeah. He ended up doing way less, isn't he? Best year at Mercedes was yeah. his first, um, but there's still hope that he could move towards great if he has a strong year at Alpha. I think is is yeah. fair, and he'll do well for that team because he's he's very knowledgeable. Here we go then. The only man in the Formula 1 paddock to have their girlfriend preferences being look like Eric Boulier. <laughs> that's, a, that's definitely not been said before on YouTube. <laughs> uh, Vitaly Petrov. I mean, he, he cost Alonso a world championship. Basically sure only remembered for that and flying at Malaysia. And one race later than that, costing Alonso the championship, he scored a podium from six on the grid. Yeah, one of the best starts I've ever seen at Formula One as well at Australia. Oh when yeah, it was pouring rain. Australia, eighteenth to like eleventh or tenth. Yeah, in about four corners, wasn't it? Yeah, he, went, he made up like five places off the start in a gap that was barely wide enough for the car. How he managed that? Yeah. Seriously, if you're watching, if you're still listening to this an hour and a half in, you clearly haven't got much better to do. Go and watch the Australian GP start from Vitaly Petrov. Just search it on YouTube. It's brilliant. In 2010. 2010, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to show another one. No, that's true. Uh, I think he would be mid at Yeah, most. he can't go any higher than mid. We've he just hyped him up so much. By and we're still like, yeah, he was mid he at was best. He was put absolutely in the shade by Kibitza in 2010. Yeah, somehow kept him Very lucky his seat. to retain his seat. <laughs> and yeah, 2011 he was better, but the car was also way better. Yeah. And then he was shipped off to Caterham. Yeah, to... Although he did get them a lot of... He did secure them 10th place in the championship, didn't he, with Brazil 2012? Yes. Yeah, that's very true. Doesn't make him move but up any higher than Doesn't me. make him not mid. <laughs> the Antonio Luizzi. For the time frame we're considering, he did a rubbish season at Force India and got trounced by Sutil. He drove a HRT and killed four people at Turn 1 at Monza. That, to be fair, I don't think was entirely his fault, though, was it? No, it was. He drove on the grass and lost it. I thought he had brake failure for some reason. No, no. He he lost it before the brake. Oh, straight though, in the bin then. Driving on the... Yeah, he's okay. rubbish. Get Simple. Rid. Right, your favourite man of this year then? Oh, Will the Lad I Stevens. never thought in big in, 2022 I'd be talking about Will the Lad Stevens. He's not, he's not going in the bin. He's got to go in the mud though, surely. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those drivers that I just like. Was he? No, because he was so worse than Alex mud. Rossi, wasn't he? Arguably, but he was better than Roberto Meri. 
He also lives in Grosjean's head rent free. Do you remember that Saki radio message he gave in Canada? No. When Grosjean was lapping him, Grosjean turned across him and then uh, took his front wing off and gave himself a puncture. And Grosjean was like, no, he hit me. And Stevens was like, where's he want me to go? I can't, I can't disappear. And he was talking like a chav and I love it. <laughs> That's just such an obscure story. Yeah, Will the Lad Stevens, yeah. though, I think, definitely goes at the bottom of mud. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, right. Our last driver, Jamie. Ooh, young Yuki. Lil Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, he's not been great at his first season. We he? haven't really left a spectacular one to talk about last, have we? He's, he's got to no. be mid. Yeah. He's with Mick Schumacher. Yeah. They're quite unimpressive rookies this year. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be way better next year, obviously. So, there we go. Can you fit it on one slide? Just yeah. about. It's an hour and a half. 72 <laughs> drivers. I reckon we did it right But there. we have decided once and for all, Sakon Yamamoto is the worst driver to race in Formula 1 since 2010. That's probably fair. Actually. I think that's completely even... fair. I think, again, obviously, if, you, if you're watching this on Spotify, if I'm not well, running through 72 drivers in the way we've listed them here, but... <laughs> Yeah, go and importantly, Alonso and Hamilton are the best two yeah. we've said. Hamilton and Alonso, the best two. Seb, Max, Nico, JB, Charles Leclerc and Ricardo not too far behind. There you go. There we go, Jamie. And go on YouTube if you want to find out the rest. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that took a while. That's been I'm very good fun though. Food. There's there's been a huge amount of nostalgia here, and that's exactly what we need uh, during the winter break. A huge amount of wheel knowledge. As the well. amount of wheel knowledge has been absolutely undeniable. And if you if you're still listening somehow to the three of you that are here, if you have spare money and don't know much about old F1, either go and buy the old DVDs of the season reviews or buy F1 TV. Yes. It's a very good investment to watch old, old season reviews. Yeah, 20 quid for a year of F1 TV. 2012 especially. Get yourself educated. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely would highly, highly recommend. It was a wild time, the early 2010s, which has been, like I said, fun to go through on this nostalgia tour here today. But... Anything else to add, Jamie, before we round this one off? I don't think so. We've been long enough. I think Let's we've I think we've smashed it this week. But yeah, we will be back though. Very, very soon. We're gonna next time around we're gonna do every Formula One driver ever. It's gonna take seven hours. And we're not gonna know ninety percent of them. But thank you all so much for watching nonetheless. If you've listened to this on Spotify as well, you know, thank you very much for being one of the early supporters. And yeah, we will be back next week. Not quite sure what we're going to do yet, Jamie, but I don't think it's going to be this wild. For something else. <laughs> yes, for, for something else that might take less than 90 minutes to go through. But thank you all so much for listening on the next, and yeah, we'll see you guys very, very soon. <laughs>